is geared for you to think. Welcome, goddess. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here with me, Isadora. I was looking forward so much to this therapy session with you, this womb therapy. It feels like it's been so long. Two weeks at least, a little bit over two weeks. It feels like forever. And I feel like since we recorded, so when we recorded last, I was a raging pre-death queen, right? Yes, queen <laughs> goddess. The next day my bleed started, like three days early, she was just like, okay, you are flying off the handle. So let's, re- <laughs> let's reel you in a little bit. So <laughs> since then, I feel like I've been in very masculine energy, which is like, it, I think it's a good thing because I have a tendency to really suck all of the juice out of my feminine energy. Like mm-hmm. I am so down with my feminine energy. I like moving slow. I like being intentional and not rushed. And so I've been like, I feel like I've been in the very masculine energy since then. And so here being here now with you, it's reminding me to just like, okay, slow it down, center myself with my womb again. And it's just feeling so good. So thank you for being here with me. Mm, I can resonate with all of that. I suck the sucker out of all of my feminine juices in every sense of that word. And it's exhausting. (laughs) As magical as it is, as potent of downloads that we get while we're in that flow, that flow of the feminine divinity, it's also very exhausting because it's a lot of energy, emotional, psychological energy emitted, whereas I feel the masculine is more action and physical energy, which sometimes I... You mean the feminine is more about feeling? (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Well, funny you mentioned that, Isadora. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody, before we mention our... Beautiful topic that I'm so excited to get into. And I'm also very nervous about editing, to be quite honest, because I feel like it's going to be a long one. (laughs) But who knows? Who knows? So this is episode nine. Dun, dun, dun. It's the last episode of season one. This is our season finale. My womb is doing somersaults. I remember just like envisioning this time, you know, when we were like trying, we were trying so hard to get this started and having so many like silly and crazy recording sessions and nothing was fitting. And it's been such an amazing, beautiful ride. And I'm just, ugh, I'm like bursting at the womb seams. I cannot wait for season two. I feel like season two, I mean, we haven't started it yet, obviously, but I just feel, I feel some like serious juiciness coming with season two. So, mm-hmm. a cunt to that. Ooh, I'm so excited for tonight. Tonight's episode. Who knows? People are Tonight listening. Tonight is the night. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, Spice Girls. Spice Girls. Mm. Spicy. Okay, so I tried my best to meditate and relax and kind of center myself before coming on tonight because to record tonight with you. 
because it's going to be heavy, I feel. Heavy in a good way. Isadora, will you present the topic for our listeners, please? Sure. Our topic for episode nine, season finale, is feelings. Feelings. Juicy feelings. From deep down. Yeah. I feel like there's a whole cunt load of feelings happening in the world right now. Mm Mm-hmm. That aren't being spoken about. I feel... Oh, we're already starting. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that we all need to be heard a little bit more. And we are wired to suppress our emotions. So not to offend anyone and not to potentially bring on shame or guilt or any negative feelings but I jump I feel like I'm jumping into the deep end way too fast (laughs) (laughs) but you know what that's the beautiful thing about feelings and that's what I encourage about feelings I feel like as a society, we have to play in the shallow end of the pool. Going out to the deep end, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't go out there. Scary out there. Don't go to the deep end. But down in the dark, murky water is so much beauty. Some things that are scary, some things that might be dangerous. But there's those little fish down there with those weird light bulbs that hang in front of their faces. (laughs) Like There is light down there. So that was the weirdest little <laughs> relation that I could have pulled out of my cunt. But do you know what I mean? It's just like, I love it. I love when people have the ovaries to just like yes. dive right in. Like, get it. I love it so much. And I do. I find myself playing in the shallow end, shallow end around people when all I want is for that person who I may not know very well to just come in with some truth, like drop me a truth bomb. And I realize like I probably need to overreact a little bit and be that person myself. Mm. But there is a lot of fear around it because people don't know how to react when somebody is being vulnerable and rawfully speaking their truth. Mm, a cunt of that that is so true and I want to for moving forward or adding to that or reflecting on that I want to go back to your analogy about the the fish with the little light bulb because it's so perfect in just a world with so many people so many different types of personalities and everybody no matter age age is just a number because there could be somebody who's in their second half of their life who's not even close to knowing who they are or even being able to speak their feelings their truth safely and confidently and then there can be somebody in their early 20s that are beautifully communicating exactly what they feel what they need and why so with that being said I feel like just the same way there's good people and rotten people and I feel like by saying rotten people I don't mean bad people it's just they don't know like you said how to react or oh my gosh that was a horrible word to use actually not run people just people that don't know that are in the dark so in the sense down in the deep murky waters there are all of these people in the dark that you're going to crash into you're going to step on you're going to be elbowed by but then there's going to be that one little fish that one little person or that one friend 
that has that light bulb that provides that safe space for you and holds that space for all of your feelings without judgment and that will embrace you no matter what. So, I mean, you're one of those for me, Sadora. You're definitely one of those fish in, in the huge sea of dark <laughs> darkness. And so I thank you for being an example to me and really always being present when I need you. Also, we have this mutual agreement that we respect each other's home bases where we know that we have lives and busy ones at that. And we come together you know, we're able to hold our ground even if we're losing our shit at that moment. <laughs> um, we come back together and kind of reflect together or one, you know, you hear me out and you throw out some reflective question, reflection questions or vice versa, whatever. But yeah, thank you so much for being that fish with the light bulb on top of your head. <laughs> I'll never forget. I love you so much, Violet, and thank you for that. And I ditto that 1000% back to you. And I'll never forget you called me one day and you never called me. So I was like, okay, I need to answer this. And it was a little crazy over here. You know, there was children's happenings going on and you were like, okay, I just need, and I think you were very specific of like... <laughs> 45 seconds or something. I don't know. You're like, I just need like 45 seconds to vent. I just have a lot happening for me at this moment. And you just, I was like, go. And you just like, bleh, like word vomited. And you're like, okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> like, <that was> it. <laughs> but it was just so perfect. Like there, and on both sides, there was no need to feel like, oh, I'm going to be bothering her. And on my end, like, oh, I need to like, make the time to support her and give her my feet. No, it was just like, here we are and we're rocking life and this is it. And then sometimes we'll go a while. And I think at this point, a while, maybe just be like a day or two of not communicating at all. Right. And it feels so weird, but I mean, right. we, un we understand that life is happening and there's nothing I can't stand more than women who get on each other's asses because they're in life. Mm -hmm. Like be fucking secure with yourself to know that people have lives and we're busy. We're the most, we live in the most busiest time that humanity has ever seen. So get over yourself <laughs> and handle it. See, yeah. I feel like, I feel like that was a very masculine thing. Yeah. Say. And also sit with those feelings. Yes. And dive deep with them because it's not other people; it is you. Mm -hmm. You preach. Stepping, stepping down off my soapbox. That was perfect, though. I feel like that definitely won't come out of me and my feminine energy. But being that you're you're feeling that masculine, I feel it's important to harness that energy when we do have it, when it's genuine, especially when it's genuine, because there's some things that we just need to hear sometimes that we won't necessarily say to ourselves or accept from people at the time when we're most vulnerable to it, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So the reason I, I wanted to share a little bit about why I decided to, <laughs> decided on the topic of feelings, I text you what at like one in the morning? <laughs> I yeah. 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 So this weekend, my partner and I had an amazing weekend. There was a lot of growth and healing and communicating done. And something that I've been working on since bettering the relationship with my husband, or I don't mean to 
say that it's solely my doing because it's not, it's my partner's doing in mine. But since bettering the relationship with him, I've been really working on honoring the safe space that exists between him and I and really incorporating him into my life because it all makes sense now that he didn't quite support me the way I needed to before because he never knew how. I never quite opened up to him or shared much feelings or shared many feelings with him. And here I was judging him because he didn't open up to me, but I was doing the exact same thing. Um, And you don't, you know, I don't realize these things. I didn't realize these things until now that I'm in the position I am with him. And so this weekend we had an amazing weekend and on Monday it was like back to reality. And I already knew myself after retreats or... Um, vacations and I think a lot of people can resonate where you need a vacation from your vacation to kind of reintegrate back into reality well I didn't have much of that integration period it went from amazing life-changing weekend to work and to the normal hustle without having any reflection time, without having made any reflection time with my husband. So it was a very, very challenging day that I don't really remember much of other than at the end of the day, everything else was a blur. Um, but at the very end of the day, I remember there was a there was this climax where it was just like, okay, I had reached my my peak of having tried to go through the entire day by myself. I totally detached from everybody that could potentially help me. Well, I think actually, Salvador, I might have reached out to you. So that's the exception. But I did detach from the pe- from the parties involved, such as my partner. And I didn't let him into what I was feeling. So not only was I in complete turmoil because I was so in my head, but I was also causing this chain reaction of, he closed down and he was really frustrated because he had no clue what what was going on. So, you know, just a ripple effect. And so I tried holding it together without melting down or breaking down because I've been on this like kick, this ego kick of I need to do this myself. My womb can get this through or can get me through this alone. I can do it. I can do it alone. And And so I did, but it was way too much to carry. I haven't had enough practice yet with with dealing with these type of emotions really strong emotions by myself so it makes sense that I was going to have a meltdown eventually so I was getting out of the shower and my daughter was having a tantrum uh, when she should have been asleep so that triggered my emotions my unspoken emotions so they had been boiling up inside of me the entire day and so her tantrum triggered a meltdown. And I ended up, I'm going to be completely raw and vulnerable right now. And it causes me some shame and anxiety and guilt because I should be composed. I should, I sh- I have enough practice or, you know, all of these things that make me feel like I should be superhuman. So I ended up having a complete meltdown and I ended up running out of the apartment and um, the kids were in their bedroom laying down and my husband ended up having to run after me. And um, it was an eye-opening experience where it was like, Venus, your actions, your decisions right now 
can either make you or break you. And so I decided to go down the ugly spiral of breaking everything. Thankfully, I had journaled all day about my emotions. And when I came back upstairs and my partner was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) I tried explaining what it was, but I feel the benefit to journaling is you're in a space in a safe space where you can flow with yourself and your emotions and completely and just be completely honest with yourself because ultimately nobody has to look at what you're writing it's you decide i decide on who hears me read it or actually reads it directly from my journal so after attempting to tell him what i was feeling without my journal in front of me it only pissed him off more because i wasn't getting anywhere and so i said you know what Not this calmly, of course. I was like, you know what? Let me get my journal. I'm going to read it to you. And I read him every word I wrote throughout that day. It was about maybe like four pages. And his face turned from angry, frustrated to compassionate, empathetic, and supportive. And that made me realize that simply saying, I feel blank because of blank can change a situation from unhealthy to healthy, even if those feelings are completely unhealthy. And not unhealthy, but if negative, it's it's all, I feel that a feeling doesn't become unhealthy until we act on it, such as myself where I ran out of the apartment and I abandoned, essentially I abandoned my family. There's still a lot of healing that I have to do. I'm gonna take a break there because I feel like I, <laughs> I went really deep. I'm gonna give myself a breath for a second. I love you so much. I feel like I'm not going to dive too far into it either because we went through it already. So I really, really honor you for speaking about all of this now. And I just honor the cunt out of you because it's so scary to speak our truth, feeling the shame and the fear and the guilt. And by you doing that, it opens the door for somebody else to do it. And that's where life really begins to change. And it's just like a beautiful example of honoring your feelings, following your feelings, communicating your feelings. And that's what we need more of, even when it's messy. I feel like we talked about this in our episode about how we embraced feminine culture and things like that, but of how it's putting in the work. It's putting in the work to grow yourself, to grow your relationships. You don't have to be in a marriage. This could be with any type of relationship. And it's going to look just like we were talking about earlier. I mean, perfect example. It's going to look dark and scary and messy, but only light can come out of that from the other side. I just love you so much and you're so inspiring. And thank you for sharing all of that. And I wanted to mention, side note, the book, Nonviolent Communication, I don't think you've read it, but that's exactly how he describes how we should be communicating with each other is, I feel this because of this, because so often in communicating, it's not healthy communication. It's pointing the finger. It's never like owning how we're feeling because of something. It's like, when you do this, blah, 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 you know, it's just like, it's not effective. And so that was perfect. He wrote a whole book about it. (laughs) I don't know if it felt healthy at the time, but to me, that's just like healthy, effective communication. So that's awesome. Right. Thank you for sharing about that book. I'll make sure to link it in, in or mention it in our show notes. 
But that, the I feel this because of this is, and thank you for saying, like mentioning the pointing of the finger because so often we do say, you make me feel, you made me feel, or where it's, you're giving up your power. You're giving up your feelings when you say, I feel you're taking ownership of those feelings because ultimately we do make the decision to feel this way or that way towards somebody or something. And it's like with everything else, taking responsibility of your sexuality, taking responsibility of your feelings, of your thoughts, and owning them. Like really grabbing life by the ovaries and owning everything about yourself and within and without. So that statement, I feel this because of that, has actually been in my life since I met my partner. We were 16, so that's about 14 years ago. And so I've been, I've been attempting to practice it for 14 years and it isn't until now I'm 30. So 14 years later that it clicked that I'm like, wow, it is a life changing statement to put into daily practice. And it's life changing because you start seeing your relationships. So the statement enhances the quality of your relationships because as you said, Isadora, you open the door, you set the tone for other people to do the same, to feel like, oh, wait, so this space is safe for me to express myself and I won't be judged or I won't be belittled or my biggest fear, one of my biggest fears in expressing my feelings is to be humiliated. And in providing that space for yourself in front of the people you're in relationships with is very courageous because you can be humiliated, you can be shamed. And and so so we set the example for other people. And if you're your parent, now you're setting the example for your children and not only setting the example, but also providing them with tools that they will be able to use. And it's like this just ripple effect. You are by expressing your feelings and owning those feelings and allowing people to come into your bubble, like your safe space to provide you that little light on top of their head, you know, to kind of illuminate that that area for you at that point in time where maybe you might be feeling darkness you start seeing all these little lights go off in the world and what more can we ask for right now than light? There's so much darkness, so how can we be, if there's anything that I'd like for you to take away from this episode to our listeners out there is how can you be a light for yourself during those dark moments? And there's no right or wrong answer to that. You can either reach out to a friend for 45 seconds. You can journal in in your diary or your journal for five minutes. And just, I, I remember in one of my journals, I know very early on in my life, I was maybe 12 or maybe in my teenage years, I remember writing, almost ripping the page from how hard I was writing. I remember writing, I want to die. And you can see the emotion in that journal entry because my pen almost ripped through the paper and it helped me get those emotions out. So it's just dancing to music, smelling flowers, whatever it is that makes you feel good, do it when you're in that darkness because that will be your light and it'll help you express those emotions some way, shape, or form. And if you can really process and sit with those emotions, then the next step would be expressing them to get them out of to cleanse your body and cleanse your energy from that negative 
that negativity, that darkness, which is okay to have. I'm not saying that you can live without it because no one can live without it. No one's immune to the darkness. And it's a yin, yin and yang type of thing. You need it to balance the light. But I hope that made sense. Absolutely. I feel like it segues a little bit into one thing I wanted to touch on. And I don't remember how my little saying came about, but oftentimes, like we're talking about the the darkness, the dark murky waters, and how we want to run from it, or we want to fix it, or alter it in some way, because it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to sit with feelings. And so I don't know how it came to me, but I, for a while there, was always saying to myself and to you and Fairlina and whoever else, feel not fix, because I was in a place where I was really just diving into the feelings and sitting with them because I am a fixer. You know, I think most of us are. Most of us are living in our masculine energy. We're living in a patriarchal society and we need to fix things. We are broken. We are this, we are that. And just sitting with them and observing them, just observe. That's all you have to do. You don't even have to really do this like deep, dark, dirty work that we're talking about. You could just observe. And a lot of times I believe that it's your womb will just guide you in the direction that you need to go. And instead of, because oftentimes I find myself like, oh, why am I feeling this way? Or I've been feeling this way now for weeks. And why am I not feeling better? And why is the situation not getting better? And just that whole rabbit hole of crap. And so it takes so much practice, but altering your thoughts of like, okay, it's okay. Or what do I need to learn from? Or, oh, these are interesting feelings (laughs) or, you know, whatever else you can do to just accept them. It's almost like a meditation practice where when the thoughts creep in, okay, thank you. Or how about later, you know, or however you go about handling that. But it's been so beautiful leaning into the feelings and I've noticed myself now because this has been months and months of work now I'm getting to a point where I can address the feelings a little bit quicker and vocalize them and that's been really exciting and really powerful and really scary I often have to like (laughs) really like breathe and like center myself and like talk myself into it but I'm doing it and that's what's important because it's easy to let it sit and fester inside of you and that's why I believe also that journaling is so important and so helpful. I've been doing that a lot of like journaling and then using my journal as a guide when I'm speaking and vocalizing because it's easy to like, at least for me, get crazy jumbled and go way off track and not even make sense. And after the conversation, I'll be like, what the hell did I just say? That wasn't even what I wanted to talk about, you know? So I don't even know. This just felt like a word vomit, but. It was a good word vomit. It's always good everything has its purpose. And I completely agree with the journaling. It was my journal that saved my, I feel like at that point in time, it saved my marriage. Um, just on Monday when I had that meltdown, because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have been able to express everything I had to express to my husband. I was in this headspace, this womb space where, no, I wasn't even in my womb space. It was only in my headspace. And my womb was yelling, was screaming at me, like, don't 
do this. You're fine. Just talk to your husband. Let him know what you're doing. And my mind was like, uh-uh. Like, it's that rewiring. I feel that I've, I'm in the process of, or have already rewired certain areas of my life, such as the way I approach my relationship with my husband, the way I approach my communication with people I'm in relationships with, like friendships, my mom, my brother, my husband, my children. And so I totally, yeah, totally blinked again, like... (laughs) What the cunt? (laughs) See, these feelings have been so potent. This cycle. Can we just get into cycle time really quick? (laughs) Because I feel like that's where this is leading. Where my believe this month was so potent and so good and magical brought me right back to my womb. It was this amazing connection that I made with my womb during my bleed. And then all of a sudden, my my pre-ovulation phase kicked in. And this was, as we say every almost every episode, that every cycle is different. And it brings new growth and healing. And I remember saying in one episode that I, I have no clue about what my pre-ov is all about. I don't know, really. It's just kind of, I know that it's a phase within my cycle, but I don't know much about it. So this cycle, my womb space was like, boom, let me show you what pre-op is all about. It, I was like a freaking prepubescent or already in puberty, teenager, completely insecure, doubtful. And this was right after such a magical bleed. And I felt so raw, so emotional, so full of deep feelings, but all insecurities, all doubt. And so that was a very messy time. And I'm on day 21. I don't recall exactly what day I started or that I noticed pre-ovulation begin, but it has been from pre-ovulation to now day 21. I'm pretty sure I'm like either on the cusp of transitioning from ovulation to pre-death or like I'm I'm around that time, but it's been a very heavily emotional cycle right after bleeding. And it's been a lot of reflection, a lot of meditation. And I agree with you, Isadora, how you say expressing your feelings is kind of like a meditation practice or like sitting with those feelings is like a meditation practice. I've been sitting with my womb quite a lot. Um, I've been giving her a voice and really trying to listen to it so that goes back to when I was having the meltdown she was screaming at me like don't do this don't do this you know you got this rooting me on and my brain was like shush shush you haven't been here long enough where it's like she's been there all along but I haven't given her a voice for so long and it's just the rewiring these meltdowns and these negative intense negative emotions that I feel sometimes kind of break that rewiring because that that rewiring in my brain is still so new that the practice isn't secondhand so I have to keep reminding myself however I am getting very strong and listening to my womb and very strong is still very messy Um, that's a euphemism for very messy (laughs) but I'm doing it and I'm putting in the work I know I recently read something Um, Oh, it was actually in a podcast that was recommended to me called Multi Amory Podcast. I highly suggest it. And 
I listened to one episode so far and it, the episode was about jealousy. The professional that they had or the guest that they had on speaking about jealousy and dealing with like actually dealing and working through the jealousy instead of just suppressing it or raging out. Um, she was saying how some people, when she talks to her clients or her friends, and they're like, oh, well, I wouldn't be able to do that because I'm just a really jealous person. But she's like, no, I'm jealous too. The, the difference is that I'm willing to go deep and go inward and do the work. Whereas other people, it's really easy to say, nah, I'm just a, a jealous person. Well, guess what? Everybody's jealous in some way, shape, or form. Some people, yes, are more predisposed to jealousy and others can kind of manage it a lot better, but ultimately every that's a human reaction, a human feeling that we all have to work on. And what my takeaway was from that podcast episode is do the deep inner work. Heal because I feel like I'm not tooting my horn here at all. This is just kind of me trying to give it an analogy of you and I, Isadora, are chosen ones. And all those other people that are going inward, speaking their emotions and their feelings and taking the shame, taking the guilt, but also working through that, just kind of healthily cycling through life and learning and gaining and growing and healing and shedding. We are the chosen ones because it's so easy to just suppress and move on with your life and feel numb to everything else because it's just easier to do that. Yeah. I kind of went on like a personal journey while you were speaking on the jealousy part because I've definitely felt jealous for a really long time in certain situations. And when I was younger, teens, early 20s, I definitely labeled myself as a jealous person. And then in my little self-inquiry journey that I was on, I'm like, well, am I jealous or do I just feel threatened by a lot of things? You know, like somebody threatening my position in different areas, relationships, things like that. And then that fell into just feeling inadequate with myself, like feeling I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough or this or that. So it's like jealousy could be this completely multifaceted thing and we just like slap a label on it. But that's what exactly what you're talking about is there are those people who just label themselves as jealous and then there's those people who are willing to like pick it apart play operation and like pick the pieces out of okay what is the root of this why am I feeling this and I think I told you about this the other day um there's a YouTube channel called Connor and Brittany and they're this super cute couple and they did an episode on jealousy too because they're in an open relationship and I feel like it's talked about more in polyamorous relationships than in heterosexual relationships which is interesting because jealousy is like across the board but Brittany said something along the lines of like jealousy is the other person appearing to have more and you lacking because of it which in essence is not true that statement I sat with it for a long time and I wrote it down just something about it struck me because yeah it's like they're they're receiving something that you're not which results in this like jealous feeling. So I'm not going to elaborate too much on that because I kind of want that to just sit with people how it sits with people and you can process it how you process it. 
but yeah, thank you for expanding on that and sharing all of that. It definitely like struck some inner gangs <laughs> within me going on. So I love that. Thank you for inducing self-reflection. It's my favorite thing. And thank you for expanding on that and sharing that quote from the YouTube channel. And I will link them in our show notes as well. But I know you've mentioned that quote to me before or that little snippet from, from what they've shared on their channel right now it's it's good to hear it again because i feel it settles something within my womb that's still i am still dealing with that jealousy however not as strong as on monday but it's a process um it's been amazing being able to be more confident in opening up to my partner about my feelings and the ease of expressing my feelings to him is is getting better i'm getting better at it and today i text him I was at work and I text him something about like, hey, thank you for supporting me and allowing me, providing me the safe space to share my life with you. Not only like life, oh, like, yeah, we're married. Let's share life together. But actually sharing everything as far as like the messy, yucky, awkward feelings or the running out of the apartment and like causing drama, you know, just he's still with me even after that drama. So he texted me back something to the effect of thank you for teaching me how to provide safe space. So it's like this beautiful masculine feminine where I didn't know. And that's where the enhancement of the relationship is. It's messy to tell him that I feel jealous or that I feel like I'm lacking because he seems like he's gaining so much more than I am. And including him into my life that way or in my thoughts and in my feelings, it helps him balance his feminine because he's, I'm giving him the opportunity to be empathetic, to be compassionate. And what would be the best place to practice that than in the safest space between two loving people where I'm not judging him, he's not judging me, and we're growing together, learning how to balance our energies, our feelings, and expressing them. And I'm in complete bliss right now. I feel that I've gotten so much off of my womb through this therapy recording podcast session that I'm in complete bliss. I am in complete awe of the two of you. I just see this divine feminine masculine that you have going on right now. And I'm just in, it's so beautiful to watch you two and your growth and expansion together. I mean, just in the last few months, the transformation that has taken place is just amazing and so beautiful. And I just want to, I don't, I mean, they don't listen. Our partners don't listen to the podcast, but I'm going to just send them out a huge womb ball of love because not every man right now can hold the safe space and can be compassionate and empathetic and do the work alongside with us. It may not be at the same pace. It may not look exactly like we want it to look like, but they're doing it. And I just want to honor them so deeply because our situations are different. Our partners are different. Our relationships are different. And we talk a lot really deeply together, you and I, on what's going on in our relationships. And it's not perfect by any means. I don't want anyone to get the idea that it's perfect, but it is 
powerful and I feel so blessed and honored to have the partner that I do because he tries his best to understand me and to accept me. And I could not be more grateful for that because it is not easy being (laughs) in a relationship with me. The amount of growth and transformation that I've been through just since we've been together since 2012. So what is that officially? We met in 2010, but officially together since 2012. That's not a super long time, but in that short period of time that we've been together, I have just, I'm a completely different person. And he is here. He is passionately in love with me and I am passionately in love with him and just so grateful for him. We've had some really hard moments because a lot of times I'm feeling something, but I don't even know exactly what it is that I'm feeling and it's difficult to communicate, but I'm trying my best and he's like receiving it as best he can and trying to like figure it out in his masculine fix it mind, you know? And so it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Mm ovary whips to that Mm. or should I say fallopian whips to that because absolutely thank you so much for taking that time to give them a a womb ball of love because you're right a lot of men don't get the credit that they deserve and we are like a womb tooting podcast of course but we are not the only ones on this planet so the good ones the really like good ones who are putting in the work and getting down and messy with us like deserve all of the praise and all of the love. And I feel like women are in a really tough spot right now, but so are men. And Mm -hmm. we need to hold a little bit of space for them too. There's obviously those like tool bags out there who deserve no space. (laughs) They probably just need like a count load of therapy, but there are so many, so many good ones out there. Yes. I want to agree with everything you said and highlight the fact that it's not it's not an easy time for women but in allowing my partner to be a part of my life the way I am now it makes me so much more compassionate towards him because I feel like for women it could be a lot easier to find our village to create our village that's aligned with our core values and beliefs and wants and needs to flourish in our life And for men, I feel like there's so much healing as well to do. I won't, I won't say there's so much more healing, but it's normal for women to talk about feelings and be emotional and be all of these feelings. Whereas men, they're fixers and they're expected to take action or their, their expectations are these where there isn't space for their emotions. Man up. Right. Oh my gosh, that kills me. That kills me because it's like, no, just no. (laughs) But I did also want to just really quickly finalize, or I don't know if I did finish my shout out to my partner because I know I tell him or I try and tell him as often as possible how amazing he is and how grateful I am for the work he's putting in with me. But I do live on air. I know we're not live, but... (laughs) I know that there's people who know us personally who listen to this podcast, and I know you may know that my partner is amazing, but um, for those of you who don't know my partner, who don't know me personally, he is a fantastic prototype (laughs) of what I need, or I don't even know if that came out right, but (laughs) I love you, lover of mine. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know that he doesn't listen to the podcast, but if he ever does, I'll tell him to listen to the season finale. <laughs> Just skip through all the emotions that you already know about. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't had a chance for cycle time. Mm, I'm on day 16 and ovulation season. So it's fitting, you know, it's, this is a masculine season. And so it's fitting. I'm getting a lot done and I'm feeling really good about it because like I mentioned before, I've been sort of living, I feel like overly living really in my feminine. So I've just been rolling as much as I can with this masculine energy and it's actually feeling very good and very productive. I'm catching up on things I think I've been putting off for a long time. And so it's feeling good. My womb's been feeling good and things are good. Big shift from last recording. You're like, don't talk to my womb. She doesn't repeat herself. (laughs) You better be listening up. Somehow you're. (laughs) My womb sounded like Louis Armstrong. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Tell me why I was going to say that. I was trying to, I'm like, I know it's Armstrong. Something Armstrong. That is so. Great. Yes. My oh. pre-death womb sounds like Luya. <laughs> so good. That's oh. perfect. Do you have a reflection, Reed? So I meant, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. I, I'm just kidding. You already gave yours. Do I not have them a lot? No, no, I'm, I'm just really kidding. Slacking. No, as a you're co-host. Not. <laughs> I have right. the book Love, Sex, and Awakening next to me. Mm, I but love that book. As I've been reading, I've been flying through this gem, and I go through parts. And I'm like, I really need to take a note. Like that was really good, and I'm just not because I don't want to stop. You know? Right, right. And so I know that there's something in there that I want to share, but it's going to just take me too long to find. And so I'm going to let you just read from your journal. <laughs> How do you know it's from my journal? <laughs> However, I want to say you technically did have a reflection read because your feel not fix is from your journal, wasn't it? Yeah, I wrote it down. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. There you go. That Winning. counts. Way to have my womb. You got it. Anytime. My womb has your womb. Mm, Woomsies. Woomsies. <laughs> oh my God. I so- want a shirt with two uteruses like high-fiving their ovaries. Yes. Okay. We're oh, on it. So we're good. On it. All right. Feralina, we're on it. <laughs> All right. So my reflection read, when you were talking about looking for your quote, the fix or the feel not fix, you inspired me to go into my older journals and look for, there was a season in my life during this year that I had a major focus on feelings and emotions and I was journaling about them a lot. And not that I don't now, but it was very, I was just practicing my voice, I guess you could say. And reading through my journals was so exciting. I felt like I was reading through somebody else's life And I came up on this journal entry that I stopped reading after that because I'm like, that's my reflection read. So it's, of course, a little bit longer. And it was written on April 2nd of this year. I've found great feelings in playing the Alabama Shakes while connecting to my womb space. It happened by accident. I know it wasn't an accident, more like my womb space leading me to it. It was during my bleed when I discovered it. 
I was being very intentional in taking care of myself and addressing my needs during this past bleed. I set up my shower space with a candle, lights off, children asleep, closed door, and the Alabama shakes. As I stood in the steaming water, the stress of keeping balanced hinted to me to get on the shower floor. I got on my knees, and sitting on my heels, I leaned my body forward and let my forehead touch the floor. I lost all senses and became engulfed in my surroundings. The music, the smell of the candle, the falling water on my bare back. I had surrendered to my flow, and it was blissful. At the time of surrender, the music in the background once again became audible, and it was speaking to me. My womb space, vagina, cunt, yoni, was speaking to me through the lyrics of the Alabama Shakes. The song was The Feeling. I looked up the lyrics, and without reading too much into it, it made sense to me. My womb space has a lot to say to me, and we have a lot of getting to know each other to do. One of my practices now in connecting with my womb space is to put on female sung music that calls to me at that specific moment and let it guide me to the messages my womb space has for me. I let her speak to me. When I found that journal entry, I started laughing because it's like opening a book or pulling a card and it being exactly what you need at that moment. Even the song that I refer to in my journal entry is titled The Feeling. So I wanted to share that because I wanted to give our listeners and also remind me that I have these random practices that come up that don't look necessarily anything like what we are taught, how we're taught to cope or how we're taught to heal and grow. So my point really is just do what feels right to get through the moment, to learn how to express your feelings, and just to love yourself ultimately. A cunt. Yes. (laughs) Womb drop. I like your very sensual. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Did it sound like that? It was beautiful. It was just like, yes. (laughs) From where I'm sitting, the moon is like right in front of me, and she's like full and beautiful and just, you know the feels I get when you read your journal? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a beautiful womb massage. (laughs) I mean, I imagine it. I don't know. Yeah. I am so blissed out. I feel so good. How are you feeling, Isadora? I am feeling wonderful. Thank you for sharing this space with me. It was a little bit of a stressful evening just because of children's, but I am feeling so good now. And this is always just magical and womb expanding. Mm, Thank you. And thank you all. Thank you all. I appreciate our listeners so much. You are amazing. I mean, we are completely unscripted. We record in weird places. Audio craziness, just like the whole thing. This is the realest podcast you're going to get, I think. And thank you for listening and loving us. And give us a rating, please. That would be amazing. Make us feel special. And don't just text us. No, not saying don't text us because those that feedback and that 
progress report <laughs> that we receive. <laughs> Thank you for mentioning that, Isadora, because if you give us a rating or a review or whatever on the platform that you listen to us on, if you can, I'm not sure that all the platforms, I think we're on like nine platforms and on YouTube. So if you give us like drop us a line that you love us or womb love, whatever, it helps us be seen. And ultimately, I want our podcast to be out in mainstream, not for the glory, but for the realness. There's a lot of things that I feel we talk about that need to be commonly talked about in the open. And we use words like cunt. That shouldn't be a bad word. That shouldn't be used to degrade women. We use yoni. And some people have never even heard what a yoni is. And just kind of making, we're changing the narrative around how we want to be treated and how we treat other women. And by changing how we treat other women, I feel like that changes how we treat humanity because ultimately every being comes from a womb and that's what exists in this in this space between us. You you know, we're two ovaries and we have a womb in between us and, and we gain truth and, and healing and growth from that. So thank you so much for being present for us. To all our listeners, this is this is essentially because of you and for you and you keep us inspired and I really look forward to season 2. Mm, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. Yay. So look out for it for season 2 in the new year. If you want to stay in contact with us, please email us at c3 dot orgasm at gmail.com or you can also contact us through instagram we are at c3.orgasm and would you close us off with a womb breath womb breathing mm, yeah <sighs> all right close your eyes if you can relax your shoulders Relax your jaw, your tongue, any tension, try to release that anywhere in your body. We're going to take a big deep breath in, send it down to your womb space, exhale, exhale any stagnant energy. Take another deep breath in, bright, beautiful, light. Fill that womb space. Exhale. Have a cuntalicious day. Mm. Thank you so much, Isadora. Thank you, all our listeners, and thank you, Yoniverse, for the amazingness that exists in the space. Ovary out. It's good for you to think. For you to think. For you to think.